0: talking benefits 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 talking talking talking
1: benefits you're listening to talking benefits the podcast brought to you by the international foundation of employee benefit plans every month we dive into retirement health care hot topics and trends and whatever else the benefits industry throws at us i'm justin held
2: i'm julie stick i'm ann patterson let's talk benefits On April 6th, we were really excited to recognize National Employee Benefits Day. Now, this is a very official holiday that the foundation created over 15 years ago to celebrate those working in the employee benefits industry and to recognize all they do for plan participants across the world. There's a theme each year, and this year, the focus was on mental health and resilience. So that's really what inspired the topic of this podcast episode.
1: That's right, Anne. Uh, And we hosted a webcast uh, that day that was very engaging. Um, And if you didn't tune in, um, you can still take a listen. Uh, Normally, our webcasts are for members only, uh, but we always make the webcast on Benefits Day uh, open to everyone for free.
0: Now, if you did get a chance to tune in, you may have recognized a familiar voice. Ruben Navarro from the L.A. Fire Department was one of the presenters, and I had the honor of talking with him for an earlier podcast episode. He was joined by Sandra Kuhn, a partner at Mercer, and by Melissa Heckbert, Manager of Benefits and Wealth Accumulation Programs at Rogers Communication in Toronto. The webcast outlined the state of mental well-being today and how the events of the past year will carry longer repercussions and what resources employers should consider to help their workforces.
1: Yeah, that's right, Julie. Um, And I liked that the presenters uh, represented very different job settings. Um, One was a first responder in public safety and one represented um, workers who work in office environments. Uh, these are definitely different perspectives uh, that hopefully all of our members and listeners uh, can relate to and pull some lessons from.
0: Now, the big takeaway from the webcast and from other education we've provided during the pandemic is the need for resilience. It's fascinating to me that we all cope differently, and some people seem to be, for really want of a better term, more resilient than others. Certainly resilience is shaped by a person's past experiences and their social support network among other things. Now luckily for all of us resiliency can be a skill that we learn and we practice and we build on.
2: That's right Julie so to define resilience, it means adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress. And I think resilience is something that many of us are familiar with, but over the past several months, a lot of us have put all this knowledge of resilience really into practice.
1: Yeah, and many of the challenges um, that we've been facing, uh, whether it was homeschooling or caregiving, uh, anxiety about finances or job security, uh, they either made us more resilient or forced forced us to get better uh, at practicing resiliency.
0: Right, you've likely been implementing many of these ideas already, but during the first part of this episode, we're going to discuss seven tips that you can share with your colleagues, your family and friends to help them continue building resilience.
2: Then after the break, we're gonna talk about one of my favorite things, which is sparking joy. Finding things that spark joy is a big part of building resilience. So we will chat about what sparks joy for us and some of our colleagues as well.
1: Yeah, and then uh, finally, we'll give you uh, ideas about how you can encourage resilience uh, within your organization. Uh, So let's get started on some tips for building that resilience on a personal level. Uh, Julie, do you want to kick us off? I sure will. Um, So first of all, tip one
0: is taking time for self-care. So whether it's physical activity, eating healthy, or getting enough sleep, healthy behaviors can help you manage stress. So find an activity that you enjoy, and we will talk more about this later and then take time each day to fill your tank. If you're not sure where to start, one idea, try mindful breathing where you sit quietly and bring attention to the physical sensation of your breath. Doing mindful breathing for even a few minutes can make a big difference. Now I have to say that this tip has been a lifeline for me during the pandemic. To combat stress, I have been trying my best to get at least seven and a half or eight hours of sleep every night. Now I should say as a busy night owl, that did not always work for me pre-pandemic, but I'm really trying to do that now. I'm also a big proponent of the benefits of therapeutic massage, except during periods of strict shutdown that we've experienced here where I'm living, I've made a point to keep regular massage appointments. Now for me, massage wards off headaches and neck and shoulder aches from being hunched over my computer all the time. And it just makes me feel better physically. And that is really what's been so important during this past year.
2: I totally agree about the sleep, Julie, except when you're trying to finish a really good book, then it's worth those couple hours you might lose that (laughs) night. Um, The next tip is reframe challenges as an opportunity to grow. So there will always be unexpected bumps or sometimes potholes in the road, but reframing challenges can make a big difference in how you face a situation. Try to stay flexible to life's inevitable surprises. Resilient people are not paralyzed by challenges, but instead see them as a chance to grow. So for me, it's the idea of getting comfortable, being uncomfortable because it's really hard to fully avoid uncomfortable situations or unexpected challenges. So the more you do it, the easier it gets. And this mindset has truly gotten me through some awful times. Reminding yourself, you know, how can I grow or learn from this challenge is a game changer for me at least.
1: That's right. And uh, the next tip on our list uh, is to improve your self-talk. Um, so we're talking about addressing that little voice in your head. Um, make sure that it's practicing self-compassion. Uh, This is something that I struggle with on a personal level sometimes. Um, A good way to tell if your self-talk needs a makeover is to consider whether you would say those same words uh, to a friend who's in a similar situation. Um, Try to stop negative self-talk when you hear it. And remember that everyone experiences struggles and to try to be optimistic about the future going forward.
0: That's a good tip, uh, Justin. And the next one is to establish realistic goals. In a crisis, it may be daunting to see how you will handle a problem. Try to review the situation in a matter-of-fact way and set reasonable goals. If you're getting overwhelmed, break the challenges down to small, manageable steps. This works in a lot of scenarios, anywhere from a job search to actual packing up and moving, to planning a wedding, to losing weight. You can do it if you try it this way.
2: I love that extra motivation julie i'll have to remember that (laughs) so our next tip is accept that some circumstances are outside of your control we talked earlier about how flexibility is an essential part of resilience and it's sometimes necessary to adapt to a situation that you truly can't control so accept that reality remain positive and focus your energy on situations that you can control and Julie was just talking about breaking things up step-by-step, I find that journaling or jotting down these these small thoughts can help me process this.
1: That's right. Um, And another tip uh, that is very important is connecting with family, friends, coworkers, and neighbors. Uh, Though it might not be through uh, in-person contact right now necessarily, uh, having a strong support network is a great way uh, to get through life's challenges currently. Uh, Sharing your feelings with others allows you to release stress and brainstorm solutions, um, and a strong network can provide both emotional and logistical support in a crisis. Uh, If your network isn't as large as you'd like, uh, look for opportunities to help others. Uh, By extending support to others, you are more likely to receive uh, support in return.
2: And this is kind of related to my last tip, but our final tip to share is know that your actions are in your control so don't forget that ultimately you are the one in the driver's seat of your life and the one that can control your future remember that you can't always choose what happens to you but you can always choose how you respond
1: the international foundation has over thirty-one thousand members across the u.s and canada from all walks of the work world and we'd love it if you joined our ranks Foundation members get a ton of benefits, like daily emails featuring top benefit headlines, a benefits magazine subscription, free webcasts on trending topics, and discounts on conferences and courses, just to name a few. See what the Foundation can do for you. Visit ifebp.org slash membership today. All right.
0: Uh, so we wanted to focus on this topic for the second part of the podcast because it's a big part of building resilience. And Anne alluded to this earlier. We want to talk about finding something to focus on that sparks joy.
2: And I don't know about you guys, but this is sometimes tough because my gut reaction always is I don't have time for a joy sparking hobby between managing my house and making sure my baby and my dog are entertained and fed and not licking everything or each other, but it is so important. And a lot of little things spark joy for me. And I've found that even if it's just 15 minutes a day, it makes a big difference.
0: Okay. So, Anne, what are your joy sparkers? Well, I have started abstract
2: painting. It makes me feel really calm and I can just keep the supplies out in the basement. So it's handy to sneak it in after my daughter goes to bed or on the weekend if it's crummy weather. So that's kind of a pandemic hobby I've picked up. I'm not very good at it, but that's the whole point of being abstract is no one needs to know what it is. Um, And then another thing I've been doing is since I haven't been able to see her, I've been sending little typed out letters to my 94 year old grandma. Um, So that's been fun for both of us and it doesn't take a lot of time. It makes uh, both of us feel connected. So I think whatever helps me feel positive and and recharge is what sparks joy for me in that moment. And some days it's a walk, some days it's a cheese plate and wine. So it just depends. It's your turn, Julie, to share what sparks joy for you.
0: Okay. Well, for me, I love to block off an hour or two on the weekend to sit in my cozy little reading nook. I call it a nook. Um, I have a comfy chair and an ottoman that is set up by a big window. And I love to just sit there with an engrossing story. And something else I love, I love to talk to my besties, both of whom live in other cities. So I It it works out being in a pandemic, I just talk to them virtually anyway, so I continue to do that. And now confession time. I have a couple of fatal flaws. Uh, I love socks, I know that's weird, and I love jewelry. And I have made a point every workday, even though I'm working from home at my kitchen table, to choose fun socks and jewelry to wear. And so I know it sounds dumb, but kind of lingering over those decisions every morning makes me very happy. Um, And I have started to splurge a little on myself by buying myself bouquets of fresh cut flowers every couple of weeks. I used to always like, oh, no, no, what waste of money, I shouldn't do that. But I have realized about halfway through this pandemic that flowers make me smile. And so I often have a pretty vase filled with flowers sitting here on my kitchen table, aka my work desk, so that I can look up from my computer. And there they are, sparking joy. So I'm going to toss that over to Justin
1: now. Yeah, I'm sort of in a similar boat as Anne, um, juggling the responsibilities of working from home, uh, managing a household and a toddler. Um, So first and foremost, um, having that toddler at home is a huge source of joy, obviously, that goes without saying. Um, I also made some exercise goals for myself uh, at the start of the year. So that's a great way to uh, de-stress after a long uh, day of working at home. Uh, And as as Julie has mentioned as well, reading was a great way to survive the uh, um, harsh Wisconsin pandemic winter um, with little or no social activity. So, um, and now with baseball season starting up, um, reading a book with a baseball game going on in the background, um, for me me personally, is a great uh, spark of joy. So, um, and finally, I may have mentioned my record collection in the past. Um, Not a lot of uh, in-person shopping going on, but Uh, It's still exciting to uh, do some online shopping for some uh, fun finds there. Um, So you've heard our strategies from a personal perspective. Um, We also ask our colleagues at the foundation uh, what's been working for them as well. Uh, Julie, would you like to kick us off again? Sure, I would be happy to do that. So this is
0: uh, from one of our producers, Stacy. She is a master gardener and she loves to head out to the garden and get her hands in the dirt. Touching the earth is, okay, wait for it. So grounding and okay, that's a, a Stacy Groner of a joke. I will not take dubious credit for that joke. Um, for her, the idea of planting a lifeless looking seed and watching it emerge and grow is the most centering and life affirming experience.
2: I love that, and I love that pun, Stacy, as a as a pun lover, which also sparks joy. <laughs> um, another one of our colleagues, similarly, Carly, she shared this uh, the same thing about gardening. She said last summer, and having no green thumb at all, she planted a bunch of bulbs in the front of her house, having no idea what would happen, and now they're just starting to pop up. So she said seeing the flowers bloom and smelling them when the windows are open is bringing her a lot of joy right now. And then I also wanted to share Joy Sparkers from our colleague and our fabulous producer Rose. Something that she's always done, including prior to the pandemic, is she likes to enjoy a nice glass of wine or a cup of coffee while watching the latest episode of whatever Real Housewives franchise is currently running. So she said that the escape from my reality into someone else's is such a nice break and always entertaining, love that Rose. And then also wanted to add that since the pandemic she has discovered a new appreciation for birds. She loves going for a hike and seeing what feathered friends are out and about. And she hung a bird feeder outside her home office window. So finches are always flying up to visit during meetings. And then she also shared with us a great article from Science Daily and in the study from the article, it said that a 10% increase in the number of bird species in people's surroundings increased their life satisfaction as much as an extra 10% of money in the bank. So that's, fun.
0: that's there's fun. some,
2: yes.
1: Yeah. I did the uh, bird fear outside the window as well. And I was not even aware of that study. So that's- uh... I,
2: I did too during the pandemic, mostly for our <laughs> toddler to look at the birds flying
1: in but (laughs) it's pretty fun. (laughs) Good for everyone involved. So uh, I got another uh, good tip from our colleague Robbie. Um, Robbie relies heavily on walks and exercise uh, to build his resilience. Uh, Walks allow him to get away from the stressors of the day and just enjoy some fresh air. Um, Even on winter days when it was in the single digits uh, here in Wisconsin, Um, He bundled up and went out, uh, even if it was just for 10, 15 minutes. Um, In some ways for him, uh, bad weather helps with feelings of resilience. You know, um, if he can tromp through the snow and the cold, uh, he can get through pretty much anything that comes up during the day. Um, And it's similar for exercise. Uh, He feels like pushing himself uh, through a set of exercises uh, helps to build a sense of accomplishment and a belief that he can push through um, other limits in his daily life.
0: That's really very philosophical, isn't it? It
1: is. It is. Um,
0: So I wanted to share something that our colleague Corrine has shared with us as sparking joy for her. Uh, She shared that doing something altruistic can be very powerful when she's struggling. It pulls her out of her personal difficulties and gives that nice serotonin boost from helping And it gives us some perspectives on the problem that she might be facing. And that's really her personal go-to activity. But she also wanted to share with us her take on a paraphrased quote from Cheryl Strayed's book called Wild, put yourself in front of beauty. So she says things like forest bathing, a walk, or even watching home renovations on YouTube can do that for her. Watching other people do things is almost as equally satisfying as doing the actual task yourself. She heard this on an episode of a podcast called Hidden Brain, and she has found that to be true.
2: I find that so relaxed from watching like, before and after home organizing videos. (laughs) Instead of tackling my own pantry, I'm just gonna watch these videos. Science says. Um, So one of our colleagues, Adam, he has been learning to bake bread during the pandemic. And he's also done pretzels and other kind of exciting baked goods. And he's not a TikTok sensation yet but he likes it because if he's in a bad mood or stressed, it's been nice to have something to work on that requires thought and time, but not too much thought or time because bread is done in stages. So there are rest periods where he can work on something else. Um, And Adam said that it usually clears his head and then he has something tasty to eat for the next few days, another bonus. It is
1: a bonus. And uh, one more final uh, staff suggestion, um, feedback from our coworker, Rebecca. Uh, She has a dear friend who moved several hours away. um, And whenever she finishes a book that she enjoyed, uh, she wraps it up and sends it to that friend. And later they talk about that book over the phone. Uh, She said that it's fun to prepare the package, uh, to send something special in the mail, and to connect with the friend over something that they both enjoy. And then, and then they can uh, expand their minds together. So uh, she said she's also part of a line dancing club. And um, she said that moving to music is a huge resiliency boost, um, especially dancing together with others uh, with social distancing and masks, of course. Um, but she said that this bolsters her uh, general level of well being immensely. So, some, some great tips there.
2: I love the variety, too. Lots of great ideas for hobbies that spark a lot of joy for our colleagues.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hope this gave people some ideas of things to try.
2: Yes. So these are really fun ideas for finding joy sparking elements to help build resilience. But how do we put it all together and encourage this in the workplace? Part three is coming up here now, and we are going to share some tips on how plan sponsors can help workers build resilience.
0: Okay, so first consider the unique needs of your workforce. Think about your organizational culture and figure out what will be most impactful.
1: And also remember that uh, support from your CEO and senior leadership is essential. Make sure that they understand resilience and if they're willing to practice and model it uh, and share that with staff, uh, that that'll make the uh, process go much smoother and hopefully more hopefully more effective.
2: Support psychological well-being. So build a work workplace that is fair and safe. Whether you're in person or remote right now, provide job security, allow autonomy, and demonstrate to workers the value and impact of their work. That is free and should be easy enough for leaders to do. Um, encourage regular breaks throughout the day and help employees mentally reset their energy and attention.
0: Oh, that sounds like recess.
2: Recess is always a good idea. Yes, it is, unless you like get hit with a four square
1: ball. Not that that (laughs)
2: happened to me. (laughs) Uh,
1: Another workplace tip is to uh, remember to promote mindfulness. Uh, People who practice mindfulness have been shown to uh, better cope with challenges without being overwhelmed. Uh, and that can lead to better work performance and improved well-being. Simple exercises, uh, such as guided breathing, uh, can be done by anyone. Um, our most recent employee benefits survey found that more than one in four organizations offer meditation or mindfulness training. Uh, and this is a figure that I anticipate will increase uh, the next time around that we ask questions in this uh, in, in this vein.
0: Okay, uh, next tip is to encourage use of the benefits that you offer. Now make sure your workers are aware of what coverages are available. For example, do you offer wellness initiatives or paid time off for volunteering, an EAP, tuition assistance? Make sure your staff knows what's available to them and how to take full advantage. This is especially important if you added any new benefits during the pandemic, like telepsychology or telehealth. Now we did a survey several years ago about benefits communication and a couple of stats stuck with me. Almost half of our respondents told us their workers didn't understand their benefits. And almost a third told us their workers don't perceive value from their benefits. Now, I am hoping that things have improved since then, but those stats do underscore the importance of frequent, timely, and understandable communication.
2: That reminds me, Julie, of another communication angle is building a team atmosphere with open communication There are many benefits of positive relationships in the workplace, as we all can attest, even if it's virtually right now, encourage teamwork and social interactions and allow employees to build a strong support network in the workplace.
1: That is right. And lastly, uh, train your leaders and staff on resilience. Uh, Invite speakers, you can hold workshops or virtual lunch and learns, uh, or make online training available uh, on topics such as overcoming challenges, Uh, Dealing with difficult people or remaining calm under pressure. Um, And just a reminder that your EAP uh, may have a few of these uh, available to choose from already uh, at no cost to your organization. So something to keep in mind.
2: Yep. Great reminder, Justin. And I know preparing for this podcast helped me at least build on some of the tools that we've been hearing for a long time about resiliency. So we hope that this inspired you to help encourage resilience in your organization and just to be more aware of it yourself in your own personal life.
1: And we'd like to thank you again for all you do uh, to support workers across the country with their resilience.
0: Yes, and as a shout out, we would really like to thank all our colleagues who who. Uh, came forth when we asked them for what they do for building resilience and sparking joy in their lives. And they very freely shared their ideas with us so we could share them with you.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you again very much. And we look forward to chatting with you again next month. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast and subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all that the International Foundation has to offer at ifebp.org. Our show is hosted by Julie Stick, Anne Patterson, and me, Justin Held. Produced by Rose Pleva and Stacey Van Alstein, and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2021 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, all rights reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as legal counsel.